I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and general shenanigans. It is heavy on the shenanigans. Heavy on the shenanigans today because it is July 1st, which means that it's free agent signing day. It's also Canada Day. It's also Canada Day. Uh, and it is our 76th episode. And here to discuss free agent craziness, which didn't really happen today, but there was some stuff. Uh, Chris Watkins on the line. Uh, he is a writer for Hockey Graphs. He's also done some freelance work for a couple other sites. Um, and he's most well known for being a very tormented Blackhawks slash Thrashers fan. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Slash Thrashers fan? You know, they, you know they don't actually exist anymore, right? Uh, they do in my heart. Okay, I just wanted to, I just wanted to double check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, last time I checked, I, I think that the Winnipeg Jets technically count as the Atlanta Thrashers. Oh, um, so I just, okay, okay, okay. I just That's ignore right. the rebranding and just pretend like it didn't happen. So, oh, so yeah, okay. it's like That's, this yeah. year's tower in Chicago is called the Willis Tower, but no one actually calls it that. So it's the same thing. Okay, okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, friend. Fair enough. That is actually a fact about Chicago. I only just learned. Like, I was just in Chicago, and somebody said the Willis Tower, and I was like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we just... We, we haven't come to grips that that's no longer a thing, so it's just uh, it's just a matter of, you know, perception uh, what the real name of the tower is. Same thing with my former favorite hockey franchise. So, so yeah, it's just all open to interpretation. <laughs> Fair enough. Words no longer mean things. <laughs> I mean... Who needs them to mean anything, really? <laughs> well, that's actually a pretty good uh, seg into the biggest topic. And we normally start off talking about the stars, because obviously this is a podcast about the Dallas Stars. But I feel like there is one topic that might be slightly more important today. Okay, <laughs> but talking about this is kind of like talking about the Dallas Stars. This okay. is true. Because We're talking about Carter Hutton, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Carter Hutton's decision, yes, exactly. Yes, yes, for sure. Everyone was waiting to see how that played out. Uh, no, we're talking about John Tavares. Yes, we are talking about John Tavares. And like I said on Twitter, uh, it's a very Stars thing for the Stars to have been like a finalist in the John Tavares decision, only to have Roman Polak as a fucking consolation <laughs> prize. Like, yay, Stars! No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, no. he adds something that was missing on the defense, which is okay. out now ineptitude. Uh, but other <laughs> than that, uh, so that's one way to look at it. I mean, thanks for that, I guess. <laughs> I would rather not have that gap filled on my blue line, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Listen, that really is topic number that. two. For real, that is topic number two. He's down. <laughs> All right. Can't wait. Uh, sorry. So let's go back to Tavares and the big decision. Do you want me to read this first question from Glenn? Uh, I, I, real quick. Did you think he was going to sign with the Leafs? It's not that I didn't think he was going to sign with the Leafs. It was like that was the thing that I wanted to have happen the least. Because <laughs> Leafs fans are insufferable. And I didn't want to hear about it forever for the rest of time. I thought he would stick with the Isles. I, I definitely I know thought you did. I know you. I didn't think he was going to stick with the Isles. I thought he was going to go somewhere, but I didn't. Honestly, I wasn't sure that it was going to be the Leafs because I feel like 
of the teams that were in final contention, they're not any closer than any of the others as far as, like, if he's on a cup hunt, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, it it doesn't really make sense to me that he chose the the Leafs, but, like, it's not like we were any closer than the Leafs, so wasn't really thinking that the Stars were going to be in it, but... I just thought it was an odd choice. I think it's an. I still think it's an odd choice. But you know, <laughs> more power to him. What do you? What, what were your thoughts, Chris? Who did you have him pegged for? Well, I mean, my feeling going into probably last week was that he would go back to the, to the Islanders. Um, I think when the midnight deadline passed, and I, I guess that was a cutoff for him to get an eight year extension if he. Uh, if he signed by then and the fact that he didn't, uh, that he did pass and he had not signed, I, I figured he would not go back to the Islanders for one year less than max term um, unless something else was going on. And so uh, I think that was when I had a pretty good feeling Toronto was probably the front runner um, by far just for a variety of reasons. But uh, yeah, I didn't think, <laughs> I, I did not think it was going to happen basically until that midnight deadline. And then once it basically hit that no news had been announced, I was like, oh no, tomorrow's going to suck. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, I was right. <laughs> so <laughs> You were so, precisely yeah. correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the, the Leafs fans have already uh, plotted out the parade. We're out and actually out on Yon Street celebrating right now. Um, they're just, <laughs> yeah. like, they're just <laughs> going really crazy today for some reason. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're just like, we don't understand why they, the cup isn't here yet. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, a little, we're putting the cart a little bit ahead of the, the, the horse just a tad. But uh, congratulations to them uh, and my condolences to everybody else. You're so gracious. <laughs> we don't do that on this podcast. Well, I'm a Blackhawks fan, so I, you know, I actually have to go through, you know, apologizing wherever oh, I go okay. and yeah. sort of trying to trying to make friends with uh, <laughs> with charisma and, and, and kindness, uh, other than you know being annoying as hell. So <laughs> reel them in first. Reel them in first. <laughs> exactly. That's such a good answer. <laughs> I love that. Okay, sorry. You're right. Continue. Continue. <laughs> actually, so why don't we ask Glenn's question? Because I think this is a really great question, actually. All right. You want me to read it? Go for it. Okay. Dad, do you want me to read it in parts or all at once? Just read it all at once. is fine. What's your opinion of how John Tavares handled the Islanders fan base in free agency? Lots of, this is where I want to be, talk from him. And he also <laughs> reportedly asked the team not to train him at last year's deadline. Now he bolts for his childhood dream fraudulent question mark Glenn really missed the opportunity to put a hashtag in front of fraudulent you really really did um, <laughs> it should be noted that Glenn is a um, Islanders fan massive Islanders fan I wouldn't have figured from the question uh, <laughs> in the way it was <laughs> yeah. yeah bless his heart I mean my quick take on it is <laughs> well for, first off for a couple of reasons I think uh, so this is sort of um, you know, I come from a, another magical world, which is called NBA fandom, and uh, <laughs> uh, where free agents leave all of the time. And you know, this is sort of par for the course for the NBA. So, you know, I'm glad that Glenn is able to join us in the 20th century, um, where players <laughs> are, uh, have a freedom and agency um, to leave uh, at the end of their contracts and decide on which scene they go to. I, I believe it is a concept called free agency. And, uh, sometimes, Man, you know, sometimes, okay. there yeah. was that gracious thing straight out the window, but keep going. I'm loving this. 
<laughs> you know, sometimes people say things and, you know, change their mind at the last minute or say things to smooth. You know, when you're having a breakup or whatever, you don't want to outright say and say, hey, uh, me and Jeff are going to be an item now. Uh, so, I, you know, I know I was sort of leading you on thinking it would work out, but, you know, I apologize, but I'm staying, moving all this crap to his crib now. Uh, you know, sometimes you, you want it to work out, but sometimes it just doesn't. Uh, I, and it feels like a last minute change, but I'm sure that the decision has been made uh, well before then. And so I think even as it comes to the trade request, you know, if, you know, uh, Tavares always wanted to go to the Leafs. Why would he want the Leafs to give up good assets to get him uh, when he can just go there three months later, um, keep all of the core pieces, and still um, be able to uh, sign with his favorite team? So, you know, I just think uh, it's a sensitive time in, in, in Glenn's life, and I want to make sure I'm there for him to console him and offer him some solace that the Rangers are on the rebuild <laughs> and that, uh, you know, they, they, there may be some seats on the bandwagon, um, but that, that's my take. Oh, Glenn, I hope, I hope that helps, Glenn. I really do. Friend of the I, podcast and all. <laughs> I mean, my take is that I'm always going to land on the player's side, right? Like, and I think the other thing about the Isles is that, like, the only really incredibly good thing that we have seen come out of there is them hiring Barry Trotz. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, I mean, Matt Barzell's great. Don't get me wrong. But why would you want to only play with Matt Barzell when you could go play with Nylander and Matthews? And Which is like three Matt Barzells and yeah, a first line center. Matt, yeah, exactly. There's three Matt Barzells on that team. So, hey, Carolyn, remember that time we could have had Matt Barzell? <laughs> damn it, Marin. This is our on our own fucking podcast, Marin. On our own I'm not podcast. really feeling very good today. <laughs> <laughs> And I think you just got outsalted too on our own podcast. I did. It's okay. I I welcome all levels of salt. <laughs> the more salt, the better. Really, seriously. That I I don't I, I have never I have I have claimed to be the saltiest person alive. I am always happy to be proven wrong and to have other other salts come <laughs> and join with my salt, so we can together be the saltiest thing alive. So. It's fine. <laughs> Really, yeah. ironically, and I have to post this picture up on my Twitter account. I we saw a a, a Salt Bay doppelganger uh, today um, walking around New York. There's a guy with a short ponytail and this super tight white shirt and the glasses. And I have a picture of him. I'll have to post it up. But <laughs> <laughs> I wish well, you could I, see my face right now because it is. I am so excited about this. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll, ha- we'll have to hunt him down and-, and invite him to our collective podcast universe um, at some point in time. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, well, yeah, have him be a guest on the Salt Cast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome deep in the heart of salt. <laughs> in the heart of salt. Yes. Okay, we have one more Tavares question. One more Tavares question. All right. Andrew L.A. asks, if the Leafs, Bruins, or Lightning, and obviously the Leafs did, Get Tavares. We're looking at a five to six year dynasty, aren't we? Uh, I'm, I'm. Go, Chris. Go. <laughs> you seemed like um, you had an answer. <laughs> no, I, that was a that was a, a snortle, was a, a, a mix between a snicker and a chortle, um, and I just wanted to uh, try to contain it before it, it got out, uh, no, like a little no. leak. So it, yeah. it got out. It got out. I heard it. <laughs> Uh, I really like the terminology of snortle, though. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like that's awfully optimistic of you, Andrew, <laughs> to believe that John Tavares, as good as that man is, could really turn the Leafs' bust into... <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's going off the train like quite as bad as it was before. No, I, I mean, the Leafs but... are actually a pretty decent team if... <laughs> yeah? Up front, they are pretty much unstoppable. Right, right. But as as we know, as you and I both know, <laughs> as every Stars fan in existence should know, while offense will win you games, it doesn't it 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 still needs some help. It needs it needs some back end help, Carolyn. Yeah, they, I mean, I think yeah, that's where they come to is like in the Atlantic, right? There's not a whole lot of competition except for the the Lightning. And the Lightning have a lot of power up front, but they also have Victor Hedman, Strahman, mm. some other power on the... Now McDonough for seven oh, years. Oh, my. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, for nearly $49 million. Not quite, but nearly. Um, but, I mean, they do have a decent back end also. So, like, they definitely have, I think, all the pieces. Whereas I feel like... The Leafs haven't been as good, nearly as good, at finding all the correct pieces to fit together on the back end. Like, as the flashes that you can get from Riley and Gardner are quite good, but I don't feel like they stack up to the part where you need – they're not Victor Hedman good. Which is why I find it kind of funny that, that – I mean, I guess if he's going to his childhood like favorite team or whatever right before he retires and rides off into the sunset – this move makes sense. But if he's like legit cup hunting, there are other teams that are closer. Right. Like the lightning that keep going back to the final and can't quite get there. (laughs) But maybe he could have been like the thing that got them. You know what I mean? Like, why did you do this? I don't know. Yeah. I think he, I I, I mean, Tavares is a, John Tavares is a heck of a player. So by my projections, at the least as, Increasing their likelihood to win a cup by like three percent, which is actually pretty high. Um, yeah. just by, um, just by him joining, that's actually pretty good. Um, what I will want to caution <laughs> is that this is still not the NBA where signing like one player, uh, uh, you know, dramatically changes the <laughs> dynamic of the league. Maybe if it's like Eric Carlson level, uh, I, I can sort of see that. Like, okay, Eric Carlson on the back end for the Maple Leafs. Uh, that's a pretty balanced team, and you still probably have the same offensive impact that you get from Savaris, but also sort of sharp your back end um, for 25 minutes a night. I think that's pretty impactful. But, yeah, uh, uh, Savaris and himself, uh, I, I think, like, the other thing that these fans have to keep in mind is that they're still giving up relatively good players like not Leo uh, Kamarov. That was <laughs> that was something to placate um, uh, Lou Lamoretto uh, for losing John Savaris. But giving up uh, JVR um, and yeah, a, lot, JVR. a lot of goal scoring there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think there's two steps forward and then like 0.5 steps back. And so I don't think that it's uh, – you can look at last year's team, say let's just add John Savaris on top of that and then project how many like extra points we'll have and how much better we'll do in that particular series. So I think, like, that's the part. And then it's also, like, it's NHL. There's at the Tampa Bay Lightning, as we've discussed. (laughs) I've been at the precipice very many times and have not quite gotten over 
um, even with the overwhelming talent they have on the, on the ice. And so I think there's always some hesitation to declare a, this, a dynasty in any capacity before it happens in the NHL, um, just because you just never know which team is actually going to take that mantle going forward. So that is my reason uh, take. I have a whole bunch of other saucier takes I, I can throw out there, but that's not. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. I don't know if you heard me five minutes ago, but this is the salt cast. So <laughs> please feel free to share all of your saltiest takes. We don't have censors, and we've already got an explicit hashtag. <laughs> so, so here's a question though: since you are a a, a self-proclaimed Blackhawks fan, did you consider the, that those years a dynasty? Those cup years, basically. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I did because I think. I think just the length of time that that uh, team was able to compete and win cups. I mean, like, a, a, I think it was like three in a six or seven year period. I think that in itself, you have to redefine what dynasty means, unfortunately, nowadays in the cup age. And I think the fact that they probably didn't win more was somewhat of a function of not only were they winning, you know, a lot of cups at the time, but they were going against, honestly, one of the best teams, you know, of the past 20 years, the, the Los Angeles Kings on like a regular basis. And they were like exchanging blows back and forth, and either either of those teams could have won a couple of back, uh, you know, back to back cups, um, or you know, run off three or four in, in a five year uh, time span. But they were facing each other in the Western Conference playoffs. Um, you still have the remnants of the Detroit dynasty. Um, those Boston teams that the that the Hawks uh, knocked off. Um, those teams were really good, and so I think like just the quality of of teams that they were playing and then as good as that team was from a stat standpoint from a uh, style of play standpoint from just the overall uh, star power perspective you know I'll take them over any other team uh, basically since the late 90s when the Red Wings and Avalanche were stacking up you know uh, uh, against the rest of the league with all those like those veterans that nobody else could get just because there wasn't a salary cap in place and so mm-hmm. so yeah I mean uh, that's obviously my personalized take um, and those teams <laughs> are just awesome like the, Dustin Bufflin on the like the 2010 Blackhawks was like honestly like the most over the moon I was ever about any player in any capacity just because he was a total badass and had the best celebrations and then was like eating Roberto Luongo's lunch on a regular basis <laughs> He's literally drinking his milkshake like right from underneath the head, the gold mouth. It was great. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Never apologize for that take. Um, back when I actually actively rooted for the Hawks, my favorite thing was how much they had Boston's number every time they played them. It was great. Yeah. I feel like rooting against Boston has something that has always come naturally to me. Before I was a star, absolutely same. I don't like, yeah, fuck them. It's a national, it's a national pastime. You know, we're all born with a sense of liberty, equality, and hatred for any Boston-related sports teams. And so I think, (laughs) think we can just unite around that. We can see the true change we want to see in the world. Except for, I will say, I uh, I lived in Boston for a little while when I was growing up, so I, and that was when I liked baseball. So I do have a fondness for the Red Sox. Not like not like a Red Sox fan. I just you know I'm like, oh the Red Sox. But I was raised to hate the Yankees because my dad is a Mets fan. So there's one Got sports it. team I like never will ever like, no matter who plays for them whatsoever, <laughs> and that is the Yankees. Yeah, I have a burning hatred for any team that plays in LA or like Southern California in general. I hate the Lakers. I hate 
What? I was like, going to say, oh, I can't even name another team from L.A., but that is not true. <laughs> I can name teams from L.A. <laughs> I don't really, like, I don't have any strong feelings about the Clippers, but, like, I, you know, if I watch them, I'd probably hate them, too. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, like, L.A. in particular, mostly because I'm a Spurs fan, like, fuck them forever. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. So, speaking of other Texas teams, the Dallas Stars did things in free agency today. Yay! I mean, they did a few things. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make us wait just a teeny bit longer to talk about the one thing we want to talk about. How do we feel about Val Nichushkin coming back? Um, I would like to hearken back to a couple of months ago when somebody asked us why everyone kept talking about how Val Nichushkin was coming back because he clearly wasn't coming back. And I was like, but why did you ask that question? Because he's clearly coming back. And here he is, back. Um, I don't have, I, again, don't really have strong feelings one way or the other. I, I haven't really watched him play in Russia, so I don't know how he's progressed. Uh, his numbers are not as exciting as the, I would have hoped they would be. So, I mean, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see here because our... I think it's the top six that they want really want him to slot into, and I don't know if he's going to be good enough for that because he was definitely bottom six when he was here before, <laughs> but also Ruff kind of hated him, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. I, I think I did NHLE, and I might, I might be comp- – I'm doing this from – like I'm trying to recite this number from memory, so I might be completely off. Uh, feel free to check my math, anybody who feels like checking my math. But if I remember correctly, I did the NHLE on his point totals from uh, the KHL this year. And it was something like 45 to 50 points in the NHL. Yeah. And that's pretty decent for like a second line winger. Carolyn. But just say the whole word. Stop. I was I, I, I was going to ask a question offline. I'm like, what the hell she just said? But thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> that is that's not okay. We're I'm I'm putting the kibosh on that right now. <laughs> pretty decent for thank a you. line player, except that I'm pretty confident he was playing top line for like half his minutes. And so, like, I don't, I don't know what was it like because I know at point, some point he got scratched too. So, like, he could have been like all over the lineup, and at which point that would actually be better for him as far as point productions are concerned. But like, if he was playing mostly as a first line player, that's not great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So it's very much like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Val Val uh cost me. Very many <laughs> fantasy drafts. Um, <laughs> I I played against I, I played with him like every chance I could get on the NHL video game franchise, and I was like, yes, Valentin Shuskin is going to be the truth for the Dallas Stars, and I would you know get him in my fantasy drafts, and it did not work out in any capacity, way, shape, or form. So <laughs> as much uh, regret as Jim Neal has uh, about that particular move, um, I have even more. Um, <laughs> Uh, with that being said, I, I oh go ahead. No, he's not. Uh, 
I have so I have little context to his like KHL days. I'm looking at his like his player profiles uh, for my ice ratings uh, to to shamelessly plug. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> you can buy it uh, for $9.99 plus shipping and handling from uh, yellowpinato.com. Uh, <laughs> So last look, last looking at uh, when he was uh, with Dallas in 2016. So he was like a like an A minus, like on a passing scale, and then like a you know an, an above average skater and decent two way player. Um, everything else kind of crappy. Uh, so I can understand why you know he decided the KHL was the best thing. I'm assuming that his stats probably because he's now hitting his physical prime for such a sort of like big body player I'm assuming his stats or at least his playing style will be similar um, so I, I think yes if he can come back into the stars fold they can plug him in probably in that second or third line slot I think he'd be a good addition um, so uh, I don't know what I don't know what effect his contract has like I don't know if he's still on the same contract as before or if it's a uh, new one he just but... re-signed at about basically six million for two years like I mean it's a perfectly wait, wait, fine three... bet Three million. Oh, three each million. Year. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Six million like, total. Shit, he years. did what? No, no, no. Three million. Like it's two point nine five. I think actually AAV. Uh, yeah, that's still a lot. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if it works out, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I mean, it's not the worst contract. It's not the best contract. It's like fine. It's like fine. compared to other contracts we saw today. Yeah. Uh, I, I I would I would take three million over multiple years for Nachuskin over. The several other, you know, enforcers slash grit level third or fourth line players that went for three to five years uh, over the past couple of days. That's been great. How, uh, how about that Dowdy contract? Uh, that is the biggest piece of horseshit I've seen. <laughs> Did you see how it was stacked? He got a $20 million signing bonus? No, was- it's $20 million total over the several years. Okay, but it was... So, like, of his 88 million, yeah. 20 million is signing bonuses. Yes. It was... I honestly just about puked when I saw that. If I were a, if I were a Kings fan, I would have to punch myself in the face. But I would also just be horrified at this contract. Like... Well, well that, that's what you need to clarify. So, so, the thing that I always find hilarious, especially about the NHL, the NBA realized this like years ago uh, and made a dramatic change so before i think nba contracts were of a maximum length of seven years and literally the last lockout was when they came out of it was uh like 90 percent of contracts would be four years max um and fifth years for very like special circumstances like literally the best player on your team you have like one designated five-year extension and so anytime i see any any uh contract extension for you know, five years plus. I always try to think how many GMs will cycle through that contract before it is done. I pegged, <laughs> I pegged the over under for the for the Kings at at two point five. Uh, so I pegged the line there, um, and I'm taking the over. So I, I'm assuming Rob Blake won't be there to see the end end of that contract or any of the other ones he signed this year. Um, so I think it works out for him um, for, from his perspective. Yeah, definitely. He is he's not going to have to bear the brunt of that. So uh, the worst contract that the stars saw today <laughs> isn't actually even a really bad contract contract, except for the player attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> so the stars signed Roman Pollock away from the Toronto Maple Leafs. 
uh, one year, $1.3 million. But uh, three different people asked us this exact same question. Um, I'm going to use uh, Joseph Rasuti's way of saying it, though. Uh, his entire question was, Roman Pollock is my question. <laughs> uh. I don't have an answer, so I'm going to let you all tackle this. <laughs> Um, he hits people. Uh, he'd be a very good UFC fighter. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but we play the game of hockey in this podcast. Oh, well, um, then on that note, (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah, I got nothing. I got fucking nothing. I don't either. Like, I guess my question is, what was it, like, walk me through Jim Neal's potential thought process. Let's do, like, a big Lebowski okay, thing. So and just here's like, my thing. Yeah. We know, we know. obviously, Patteron went to Minnesota, right? So Patteron was the other right-hand D. Without okay. Patteron, you end up with uh, Johns, Honka, and Klingberg. Now, obviously, Klingberg's untouchable. He's top line, top line bay. We talk about uh, my love for John yeah. Klingberg, yes. <laughs> Yay! That's why we have you on this podcast. Uh, so then in a ideal world you slot in Honka as the second pair and Johns as the third pair run that down your right but there's also this concept that uh, Ham Hughes, I don't think he signed today but we think he's signing somewhere else um, is gone which then leaves us on the left with Lindell uh, Heiskanen and Mark Mathot and that's it. I mean, we do have Hetherington down in Texas um, who could potentially come up and play as the seventh defenseman, but he's a left-hander, not a right-hander. So I guess the plus, if you also think about <coughs> without Ham Hughes and without Patteron, I think the average, then the, on, the oldest person on the defense is Mark Mathot, and everybody else is in their mid-20s or younger. Okay. So knowing Nil, he probably wanted another veteran voice, and he probably wanted a backup for a righty if one of the righties gets injured. So my other thought is Roman Pollock is probably actually going to be a lot better, like from a mental standpoint, as a seventh D than <laughs> some of these young kids would be. <laughs> but it does worry. So wait, are it you saying me. that we just signed him to like? sit in the, the press box every night? Well, you do typically carry 7D. Like, I mean, the Stars yeah. have had it wrong because they've carried 8 or 9, but you do typically <laughs> carry 7. Right. <laughs> That's I understand. not unusual. I understand. And somebody does, so somebody will probably have to set, whether it's we bring up Hetherington or whether it was Roman Pollock who got signed. And it's better to have Roman Pollock sit than to have Hetherington sit, because Hetherington can play some good minutes in Texas and still not pass, well, you know, be Well, in my mind, it's better to have Pollock <laughs> It in the press box anyway because then he's not on the ice. Yeah, yes. no. I mean, doing anything. It's genius. I agree on it's all genius. of those accounts. It's so genius. I love that. <laughs> now I'm so down oh. on this thing. I mean, if I'm going to have somebody sitting on the press box all the time, I want somebody who's used to it and you know, sort of knows where like the bathrooms are and, you know, where the best snacks are and, you know, like where the charges are for the for his like iPhone, like that's definitely like the number one skill set I'm looking for for $1.3 dollars. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, like, if I've just got cash to burn, right? <laughs> but I, 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 am, I do think, because he is Jim Nil, he was like, ooh, veteran presence with the physical edge, which, with Hamus and Patteron gone, 
Hatterin was our physical edge. Like, we're, we're, we're like the least physical team in the West. And that was Patteron. It's just like, so we had Patteron and Roussel, and that, they're both gone. <laughs> I mean, we still have Jamie Ben. Well, Jamie Ben leads the team in hits, usually. Yes. And he yes. still only gets, like, 120. Like, I mean, that's how physical we are. That's my point, is that Jamie Ben leads the team in hits. Right. <laughs> it's uh, not a thing. Yeah, so I'm looking at, the like, the player profiles or whatever, and... I honestly had no idea who the hell Greg Patteron was until you started talking about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I still don't know who he is. I couldn't pick him out of the lineup. When I typed him in in Roman Pollock, I have like a similarity calculator, and so I typed in Roman Pollock, and guess whose name literally came up? <laughs> I was like, oh shit, okay, this makes sense. Uh, so yeah, so I, I get. I can see that Jim Neal was heartbroken over the loss of Mr. Man Greg Patteron and decided to get the, <laughs> the closest equivalent. Uh, uh, so, so yeah, it's like when Ray J and Kim Kardashian broke up and he got like five Kim Kardashian clones afterwards. I, I get it. So yeah, this is this makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah, um, and actually, yeah, okay, good. I think, I'm on I board. think what we can say is that Jim Neal has a type. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is yes. true. He has a if type. only his type was Kim Kardashian. If really. only his type was Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I mean, we, we he has to take what he can get, I suppose. <laughs> it's true. He does not look like Ray J. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Jen asks, how many games will Pollock play before getting suspended for over half the season again? I mean, I so I, I got to confess that I didn't know that this had happened. How many was it last time? I don't know either. I don't know how many games he played. Uh, Let's my... find out. Okay, you you can Google. Feel free to to make the <laughs> <sleepy> noises. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm desperately typing. <laughs> one hand. Huh? Uh, I spelled suspension very wrong. Suspension uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, is what I typed. Uh, suspension. Cool. Let's see. I only see two games for boarding. Yeah, I'm only seeing two games. I feel like Pollock has been suspended more than two games at one time. Well, I know, but I mean, that's the most recent one that keeps popping up. Okay. Well, Google isn't, is failing us. Uh, uh, not only on the search, but just in general. But yeah, <laughs> keep going. <I> mean, <laughs> Take that, powers that be. <laughs> uh, but the question really is, how many games will he play before getting suspended? How many games before Jim Neal sit, <laughs> drops a anonymous tip to get him suspended? <laughs> uh, oh, wait, who's the new, uh, wait, who's the new coach? Is it Montgomery? Montgomery. Montgomery will be the one that drops the anonymous tip <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. with <laughs> corroborated sources uh, to get him suspended so he doesn't have to play him anymore. I like it. I, I see it happening. Monty doesn't really know what he's getting into. Monty, yeah, like... <laughs> This is his first time coaching an NHL team. Uh, I think Polak. I I don't see Polak making the the top six. I can't I can't see him making the top six D. I can't. But, okay, so like I'm not saying games into the season, but how many games does he play at all? What if somebody gets injured? Like, does he get suspended on his first game, or is it going to take him a couple of times? Oh no, it's definitely going to take him a couple of times. Um, I would say he plays. I knocked on wood, by the way, for the what if someone gets injured thing just now. Thank, thank you. You're welcome. I, vote, I say Pollock plays between 
15 and 45 games next season. <laughs> yeah, but how many how many does he get suspended for? It oh, how many did he get suspended for? Or how many is he playing before he gets suspended? Yeah, before he gets suspended. Is okay, that he's going to have to play at least 25 games before he gets suspended? I'm going to go under. Okay. Chris? Uh so I feel like he because he won't start immediately, uh, he'll maybe six or seven games into the season, maybe even 10 before someone gets injured. He is called into the lineup. Um, he's going to feel compelled to sort of make an impact to justify the signing. So oh, I'm assuming like that first shift. <laughs> of the oh. first game. <laughs> All right. I mean, like in the fan fiction of the season, that would be great. Cause then he'd be off the roster for <laughs> all that time. So yeah, I'm, I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm assuming, as as, yeah. As long as his target is not seriously injured, because yes, that would be horrible. So what what would happen is you know maybe he leaps for a a like a very bad boarding hit and the guy moves out at the last second, um, but the referee sees the full intent and decides to to give him a ten minute misconduct anyway. Um, yeah. And then you know if, if the uh, Department of Player Safety had any sort of you know, actual common sense and and it's sort of standard of how they proceed with these types of um, proceedings. Um, he would be suspended in that capacity. That would be how a a normal, well functioning institutional body would work. However, with that, <laughs> I may, mean, I may, feel like you yeah. just answered your own question right there. <laughs> normal, well functioning body. Uh, we all know that is not how NHL player safety is. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Blessed. So, what do you all think was, of all of them, the best signing for free agency today? Or so far? Tavares. Tavares, really? At that 88 million or whatever? I mean, I think I think it could have gotten worse from what I hear that the Sharks were offering 13 million and all that. So I think like getting him. So the reason, the one thing I will say about it is even though 11... I have uh, Tavares pegged as a $9 million a year player, so that $2 million difference is, I guess, what you would count as the free agency premium. Um, so that mm-hmm. sounds about fair. I think the better part about it is I think it is a much more compelling argument to be able to go to Matthews, Nylander, and Marner and be able to say, here's here's our cap. So especially with Matthews, you can go to say, we're not going above this. Um, you're, so you're not going to get the 12.5 that Austin uh, Connor McDavid has, uh, but we can bring you in at the same level um, and then basically go to Marner and Nylander and say, hey, you stay here, take a little bit less money, you'll be able to win, uh, you know, a cup. And, and versus, you know, if he had not signed and, and the Leafs just have all this cap space, well, if I'm like Matthew's agent, I'm just say, well, why not give it to me? Uh, <laughs> I'm signing, I'm not signing for anything less than, you know, the max or whatever, like a $14 million at a discount or something. So I think that does at least benchmark uh sort of where they're going to go with salaries and i think it's a very compelling reason uh, so i would say probably that one uh i like the cobalt truck signing in theory because the kings are screwed anyway um so why not have fun doing it <laughs> might as well yeah i was like it, it, the kings are screwed anyway so why not have fun doing it i'd be interested to see what cobalt truck looks like um that also locks them into being uh forever still inferior to the blackhawks at least for the next three years so <laughs> win-win for me. Uh, I can enjoy watching them, and I can enjoy watching them lose. So I, I count that as a win-win in my books. No, that sounds good. Uh, 
What do, what do you think, Marion? What's your favorite? I mean, setting? I I don't really. I honestly have not been paying close enough attention to people who are not the stars to really actually <laughs> know what's been going on in other hockey markets. So I don't I don't really have a good answer for this. I don't I don't really know what happened today. I say you know honestly though I think one of my favorite signings is I do like uh, the Kodobin uh, or I'm never gonna say his name right. Kudobin. Kudobin. Oh, where do you go? I do like that signing. He's, uh, he's the Stars backup. Yeah, he got signed today. Just two years, two point five million. The Stars are no longer the team with the highest goalie cap hit in the league. Yay! Bye bye, <laughs> Kari Lettman. Uh, and, that, yeah, it's is, two years. Who cares, right? Like, is that the uh, is that the Canadians though with a prices contract? Uh, it has to be. No, it doesn't have to be, but it's. Is likely. Probably is. Yeah. 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 Uh, paying. Uh, anyways, uh, I don't want to get. <laughs> I don't want to get to my reservations about paying money, actual, you know, money in dollars for goalies. I think they should play for free. <laughs> <laughs> that's just my. They should play for the love of the game. Uh, that's just my opinion. Except for Corey Crawford. Corey Crawford is worth every penny that he asked for. Everybody else, you know, they should do just like, do it. Like Corey Crawford's new backup. Uh, oh, Cam Ward. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I, I, I meant to look this up. I, I made this stat up in my head as I saw this signing uh, on the train today uh, as I was cajoling around New York. Uh, I made this stat up in my head, but I'm pretty sure that Cam Ward over the past five years had a worse uh, save percentage than any of the backups we already had on the team last year. Um, so if he was brought in to shore up on the Blackhawks uh, backup goaltending, then he knocked it out the park, Sam Bowman. Um <laughs> I have no idea that's actually true, but I'll pretend like it is. And I, I feel like it's not worth my time to actually look it up and confirm. Okay. Yeah, I have a Stan Bowman story that I have to tell right now. Yes. Because yes. I was at the NHL draft. And um, because it was a room full of Dallas Stars fans, when the Blackhawks <laughs> came up to make their pick, I don't know if you – I mean, I'm sure you guys are watching, but, like, everybody booed the Blackhawks when they came up. And I have never seen Stan Bowman – looks so startled that everybody <laughs> in a room hated him then yeah. right at that moment like his eyes got really big and it was almost like he forgot what he was talking about for a moment it was honestly one of the funniest things i've ever seen and i felt a little mean at that point in time because i was like this man really was not expecting this not the way that gary bettman does and I, I was like i feel a little bad right now but i'm going to keep booing so <laughs> But I mean, honest to God, he was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> People don't like me." <laughs> it was honestly kind of beautiful in a way. Uh, just let him be glad. I was considering going down. Uh, I've been to one draft before uh, in uh, Minnesota. I was considering going down for that one and let him be happy that I was not there in a the room with him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, as I'm being escorted away by security, I just want to talk to him. I'm just I have some questions to ask. <laughs> just real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that was a question to ask about the Brent Seabrook contract negotiation. I, I just want to know what happened in the room. That's it. That's it. Let me let me know what's going on there. Uh, so I equated Stan Bowman's regime to the classic 1994 Disney movie Blank Check, um, where a 
a preteen is somehow stumbles across uh, a million dollars in stolen money, cashes it out at a bank, and blows it all in six days, much to the chagrin of uh, uh, the guy that does the super deep voice guy, uh, Funky Loke Medina, whatever. Um, that that is my uh, tweet limb summary of the Stan Bowman regime, and so he <laughs> was worthy of all the derision that the Dallas Stars were giving him. Uh, Dallas Stars fans were giving him at that point in time, and even more so. I'm glad Hawks fans are finally on my anti-Stan Bowman uh, train. Um, <laughs> I've been driving around for for about six years, a little bit beat up, got about sixty four thousand miles on it. We, hey, hey, we're there. We're there's plenty of room on the bandwagon. Well, uh, I am glad to have done that service for you then, friend. (laughs) (laughs) I I appreciate it. Anytime, anytime. I'm always here to boost and Bowman. (sighs) Okay, really quick. Worst signing of free agency. Uh, Whatever the fuck the Canucks were doing. Uh, that was gonna be mine too. <laughs> uh, like I, I can't, I can't choose just one. It's like picking a favorite child. It's just like all of them are used to that in very different ways. Uh, and so Jim Benning's just. And, and I made a joke the other night because uh, you know there was one extension that was uh, I forgot who it was. Who cares? You know, some fourth liner who no one ever heard of and no one really cared about. Um, and so, you know, everybody else is like, oh, yeah, this is a speed league. We need to move away from older veterans and guys that really can't contribute on the fourth line from an offensive standpoint. You know, it's all about speed. You know, we're going to build the Vegas model. Got it. Good. Do that, please. And, and Jim Benning is like, oh, crap, all this grit. Like, let me get it. It's like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like you're literally cleaning out the like the crap from like your basement or your, your like attic that you hadn't seen in like 10 years and it has mold and stuff growing on it and you just leave it on on the curb with a free sign on it and Stan Bowman is or not Stan Bowman sorry got the wrong horrible GM mixed up uh, Jim Benning's <laughs> just cruising around you know finding you know whatever whatever uh, scraps he can find and, and paying top dollar for him uh, you know it has a free sign on it but he goes up to your front door and asks you know can I you know give you $20 uh, for the privilege and I'm like please yes but <laughs> By any means, please By take this means. sofa that my that my roommate hooked up on. Um, it is now forever tainted in my eyes. It is all. <laughs> so that's what Sam Bowman is doing. He is uh, literally the scene from Harold and Kumar, uh, where Neil Patrick Harris sort of screws up the back seat and you know throws cash that way. Like he's buying that seat. That's uh, basically <laughs> how he's operating right now. I was gonna make some sort of antiques roadshow joke, but no, that's way better to go. Well, that's way better. <laughs> that's way better. Way yeah, better. he's already peaked. <laughs> so <laughs> that wow, takes that's us happy things. I mean, <laughs> unless we want, like, I mean, is there anything happier than making the comparison of no, Jim Benning to Harry and Kumar? Hey, I'd like to go first on this happy things, and the real happiest thing I'm not allowed to share yet. So the second happiest thing is this podcast because this week has fucking sucked, but this podcast <laughs> is fucking great. And Chris is my new best friend, so <laughs> this is this is awesome. This is this is the highlight of my week right now. Oh, this is pretty good. This is definitely the more more than I've laughed in a really long time. <laughs> I mean, it probably doesn't help that or hurt that I'm drinking on an empty stomach right now too. So like, that's the that's the week this has been, friends. Those those are the best podcasts. I I, I try oh. to remember how many I did, um, not completely uh, about my faculties and uh, how many guest appearances I've made, not exactly sober, um, that did not get uh, posted up. 
Uh, I was <laughs> It's like, hey, then we do a podcast like two weeks ago. Yeah, okay, uh, audio was down. I couldn't save it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I don't remember what I talked about. Wait, thanks. Don't even worry. This is going up. Oh, <laughs> fucking lately. Absolutely. Like we said, we have an explicit tag for a reason. <laughs> yeah, we are so low maintenance here. It's great. <laughs> Low maintenance, low standards. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm all for it. Excellent. I mean, I figure you know what you were getting into when you came here, so <laughs> you're fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was there was one episode where I had to. I was playing it out loud uh, at my apartment, oh, no. and, and my fiance just glares at me, and I was like, "Oh, sorry, I don't know. Let me go find my headphones. Sorry about that." Um, <laughs> If I remember which one it is, I'll make sure that it's a tweet to you and point out the exact do. reference. Yeah, do I'm really curious now. Okay, let's <laughs> let it be Jim Neal mustache ride because that that was definitely a thing that. Happened. Oh wow, I don't <laughs> remember. I don't remember that one, but uh, I'm adding that to my list. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Chris, what is your happy thing this week? Uh, what makes me happy this week? I, I I will say, as much as I'm going to dread the next seven years, um, the Maple Leafs are like the equivalent of the Cowboys. No offense, Dallas fans and, and the Knicks, um, in terms of franchises who are often talked about, um, but seldom successful. Uh, and so, um, the fact that they actually have something to you know bring attention to themselves about this time, uh, I'm glad to you know support them in that whole endeavor. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, I, I do think it's actually good for the NHL. I think um, while I don't think Tavares is worth the contract he got, I think it's good in general that we're seeing sort of a elevation of player salaries. I think this will be a precursor to sort of more player movement going forward. And I think that's just always more interesting uh, where, you know, stars are sort of switching teams, especially in situations that don't work. I said that like eight-year contracts are not good for players or team because one of those parties generally does not, uh, in their relationship in a happy state of mind and so I think that's good overall uh, regardless of what the f- yeah regardless of what the fuck is going on in the real world uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> that is not inspiring whatsoever uh, I have little YOLO in town with me for the week uh, little YOLO 17 year- years old he's my youngest brother um, he's in town with oh. me for the week um, he will be guest guest hosting on the Let's Do That Hockey podcast and oh, also awesome. running my Twitter account while I'm at work. Um, so no. I'm, I'm training him up in the ways of snark um, so that way he can carry <laughs> on the family's tradition with pride and honor. Uh, and so we shall see how that goes. Uh, so those are the two things I'm happy about. I'm so excited about this. The yellow crest, <laughs> pride, honor, snark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. What animal do you guys have in your uh, in your family crest there with your pride, honor, and snark? Oh what! Oh, what is the animal? I was probably say the hyena from uh, Lion King. Yes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> but, uh, to embarrass some, to embarrass them on a national platform, you know, to the millions and millions of listeners. Uh, so I went home a few weeks ago. We had our pre-wedding celebration because this is a thing that millennials do now. Uh, we had a pre-wedding, <laughs> fake wedding ceremony thing going on, um, and so we were there. My brother brought home a, you know, a friend uh, uh, oh. while 
while me and the rest of you know uh, his uncles his cousins and my dad were sort of watching the uh, nba finals um and so that's like basically not the best place to bring a a a, a new potential you know uh, significant other uh unprompted uh, uh especially because we were drinking it was like yeah as soon as she left we grilled him relentlessly uh she was like so embarrassed because we were like oh david she looks so nice and smart and and kind and, and you know well-mannered uh, when are you going to propose like we just met uh yes yeah, so, <laughs> so the pressure's on uh it's great it's great so yeah i just want to carry that tradition uh on going forward um and so yeah it will be a fun week with a uh, little baby yellow that's awesome. Oh man, now I'm so excited. I'm so excited for that. This is going to be like my potential happy thing at this point. <laughs> yeah, Sherilyn, yeah, what is your happy thing? Oh gosh. Uh, so my happy thing is I'm starting a second podcast. It's completely not about hockey whatsoever. I'm not <laughs> cheating on my hockey podcast. Uh, so my friend Sabrina and I really like um, what they're called cozy mysteries. So they're like shows where people get murdered and then they've got you know the one detective who solves them all and is really smart and but they're happy they're only happy you can't have a like like there's a lot of like depressing murder shows out there but cozy mysteries are the one they're like agatha christie or miss you know miss marple uh my favorite one is uh, miss fisher's murder mysteries that take place in the 1920s australia so like we're just doing a, a whole podcast of reviewing those and we it's really, I'm really excited. So we recorded our first episode on Friday, Ooh. and that's my happy thing. Congratulations. I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be up for another couple weeks because we're going to get another one in the tank and then put them up. Because we're going to put them up on Wednesdays because it's called Wine and Murder Night. <laughs> and so we're putting them up on uh, Wine Wednesday. But obviously this Wednesday is the 4th of July, so we're not putting it up this week. <laughs> but that's my happy thing. Pretty pretty inconsequential compared to your other happy things because those are great. <laughs> do we want to do reader questions? Uh, let's do reader questions. Do you want to ask the first one, Mary? Sure. So, Jen, is this Jen, friend of the podcast, Jen? It is Jen, the friend of the podcast, Jen. Okay, Jen, friend of the podcast, Jen says <laughs> in all caps, Zabados. Do the Buttes go undefeated this season? To answer your first question, no, they don't go undefeated. They're, that's almost impossible in hockey, even, <laughs> even in the shortened women's hockey season. Even though it was really close for a couple of teams sometimes, it's almost impossible to be undefeated. But they're going to be real close. Holy yeah. shit, Shannon Sabados. That's going to be <laughs> Okay, second part of Jen, friend of the podcast, Jen's question is, Ruth to Vancouver, many, many, many double chins on this sad face. Who has the best cat on the team now? Uh, I have to go with Jamie Ben. Isn't he the only other cat on the team? As far as I know. That's why I have to go with Jamie Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was one of those, like, Jamie Ben by default kind of situations. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to, like, bury the lead there. <laughs> Maybe one of the new kids. Maybe High Skin and they'll get a cat. I mean, more people should get cats in general, so... I was high school into one. I, I thought that was a interesting pick at three last year, but I uh, I'm curious to see. He's hell, he's very good for my NHL franchise. The, uh, <laughs> with the Seattle Sasquatch, uh, but uh, but I'm curious as to how his development was last year. No, he he's been. Uh, I think he won uh, Defender of the Year in Liga, 
And uh, oh, that's nice. Yeah, no. Yeah, we're we're full on expecting him to make the NHL next year. Whether or not he spends a couple games in the AHL just to get a feel for it, we think he's going to be kind of like a Klingberg track, like spend a couple games in the AHL, get a feel for the ice, and then come right over to the NHL. We're full. I'm full on expecting Heiskin and Honka to be a pair by yeah. the end of the year. Assuming <laughs> Honka doesn't get boned over again, Heiskin won't get boned because he was a first round pick, and we give them all the chances. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Despite the fact that some people say that we didn't give them enough chances. Whatever. Whatever. Did you see? <laughs> there was a. So. I know we're not supposed to talk about him. But. So you saw the Penguins sign Jack Johnson, right? For something like yes. $3 million a year? Yeah. And. Somebody was quote tweeting that and they were like, well, with this Jack Johnson deal the Penguins will have, like, $2 million left against the cap, and they must sign Alexiak. And someone, one of our friends, who I will I will not put around blast, uh, goes, that's a strong must there. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand why people still think he's actually good. I don't get it. Uh, hockey men... Uh, I, I think someone put it best. Uh, 200 hockey men all were in on Jack Johnson, and and don't want to admit that uh, they were wrong, and so it's just been a collective conspiracy to pretend like it. What's that old French story where, like, basically uh, the doctor goes in, his like wife is sick, and he comes back, and his wife isn't there, and like they change the whole room. Um, I think oh. it was the basis of a Liam Neeson movie as well. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, some old story, and I think that's basically the story around Jack Johnson, where uh, you are like as a fan, pretty sure he's not good, but everyone keeps changing him around a bunch of teams and signing him to big long-term extensions. Um, so you're like, maybe I'm missing something here. It's like I'm being gaslit, and it's like, no, Jack Johnson is really, really, really pretty darn bad. Um, so yeah, ah, good luck, Penguins fans. Yeah, well, <laughs> good luck. My question was actually about Alexiak, but that is also a good Jack Johnson analogy there. Is that the yellow wallpaper? Is no. I don't know. Uh, I know that one's about her being gaslit. Also, it's definitely a yes. story about being gaslit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Jack Johnson is the yellow wallpaper of the NHL. Probably. That, that's such a great <laughs> nickname. We we should go with that. <laughs> I mean, it will help us not actually use his name on the podcast. Let's just call. Yeah, let's do it. Jack Johnson. All right. Wallpaper. <laughs> Question number two. Donkey Vacation asks, who leads the stars in penalty minutes next year with no roots? Who takes his role? Uh, Roman Polak. Uh, I think it's going to be Blake Como, who they signed today also. And I almost missed it. And Blake Como is an at, was a former av. And I'm pretty sure he scores against the Stars a lot, even though he doesn't score a lot. <laughs> I mean, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're forgetting a super obvious one. Unless unless Blake Como has more penalty minutes than fucking Alexander Radulov. Oh my god! It's gonna be Alexander Radulov. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot that one, but I forgot that one. It's gonna be... It's going to be Mr. Alexander Radulov. <laughs> you a slash and you a slash. Everybody a slash. <laughs> okay, I just looked up Blake Como's penalty minutes from last year, and it is 
literally 22 minutes less than than Alexander Radulov. So yeah, it's actually <laughs> Alexander Radulov. God damn it. Who, by the way, was a full 50 fucking penalty minutes behind Antoine Roussel. So... Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't... The one thing you can say for Alexander Radulov is he doesn't take fighting majors. No. that I'm, <laughs> yeah, Yes, that's true. That's very true. He does everything but that. What's also crazy about Alexander Radulov is you and I are joking about how many penalties he takes. But the refs... Like, he doesn't get called for shit that he should be called for. Yeah. Because he's Alexander Radulov, because he's a top-line skilled player. Like, he get, he doesn't get called for the ticky-tacky penalties that he takes because he's a good player. Whereas Roussel gets called for shit that no one else gets called for because he is that, oh, yeah. like, R- penalty Roussel, guy. Roussel gets the, gets the name recognition calls, and Alexander Radulov <laughs> gets the name re- recognition non-calls. So... Like, if... If Alexander Radulov got called for all of the things that he should probably get called for, he wouldn't probably tie Roussel in penalty minutes. Unless Roussel was also not getting the stuff he shouldn't have gotten called for. I think Roussel, because of his majors, I think he would still get be higher, but it would be a fuckload closer. Yeah, true. Let it be known that I'm recording all of this when the Fox and Stars (laughs) play in the first round this year. And none of the calls go our way. And I'm like, I'm pointing to this exact podcast as proof of a conspiracy on the part of the NHL to make the stars advance at the uh, expense of the Blackhawks. So just uh, just note that. I really think it's funny that you think that the NHL has a conspiracy against the Blackhawks. <laughs> <laughs> that out. That it's adorable that you're that you're playing this card right now. It's like. It's uh, like Game of Thrones. There's always shifting allegiances or whatever. <laughs> I think if there's one thing that the last like six seasons of being a Blackhawks fan or being a, like being aware of the Blackhawks in general has taught me is that there is no conspiracy so big <laughs> that Gary Bettman will not still jizz himself over the Blackhawks. This is you're true. Welcome. Are we in the World Classic this year? That. You're welcome for that that mental image, by the way. <laughs> God. Damn it. <laughs> I, I didn't so have it until you said that, and now I hate you really hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even believe you right now. God. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, let's go on to the last question. Last question. I'm going to ask this one okay. because I know Marin's reaction is going to be amazing. Jason of Damn It Jason fame asks, how do you feel if Winnipeg created all this cap room and then no one signed with them? I mean, which I did happen. Pretty damn good is all I'm saying. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Chris, how do you, how do your erstwhile thrashers, how do you feel about that? Oh, all right. Condolences, Chris. Sorry. No, it's fine. They lost uh, to Vegas, <laughs> which was ironic and, and delicious all at the same time. Uh, and then, it, and then, even to add uh, to get delicious icing on top of that hatred cake, uh, they lost Paul Stasny with said cap space that they had cleared out for him uh, to the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, and I was like, yes, steal it, steal it. This is exactly like get a taste of success and pleasure and all that stuff, and have it snatched out from you at the last second. <laughs> Uh, so very happy on that in turn of events. And I think Winnipeg, like, uh, you know, 
outside of my Thrashers fandom notwithstanding it's a wonderful lovely franchise to follow and support and be happy for I like Line <laughs> A I like Bufflin and Shifley can't spell any of their names right but it doesn't matter uh, oh, they're I can nice spell one. Bufflin's name I've got uh, it because, because the, it's by Fuglian it's B-Y-F-U-G-L-I-E-N Bufflin that's that sounds like something like you're making fun of somebody for being so ugly that that's just like what you call them. It's like missing butt fugly all at the same time. I mean, you are butt fuglying. <laughs> and like somebody's throwing hands. Somebody is like getting <laughs> hair pulled out and <laughs> getting smacked. Whatever. If you ever call me something like that. So yeah. But um, <laughs> with that being said, as much as I love Winnipeg and I hope they serve as a Western Conference counterpart to the Maple Leafs, um, uh, for the near future, because Edmonton clearly shit the is shit the bed and are not going to do it. So uh, that's the case. Yeah, I'm very happy that uh, they're sitting on a pile of cash and no one wants to take it from them. So yes, go team. It, it is pretty delicious. Is all is all I'm saying. Like I don't I don't really have a lot of strong feelings about Winnipeg except that they're in the Central and you know fuck every other team in the Central. But it's just it's just hilarious is all I'm saying. Like nobody wants to go to Winnipeg because it's fucking Winnipeg. Because everybody hates Winnipeg. There's even a song about it. <laughs> and that's all we have for you today. <laughs> sorry, not sorry to any friends joining us from the great city of Winnipeg. It is one Greatish. great city. <laughs> There's a single lone city <laughs> in all of Manitoba. It is when it's... Uh, therefore, it can't not be the greatest city in Manitoba. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. It's the only one there. I'm Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at, Mer- at Classlicity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Marin. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish. <laughs> Classlicity, if you're feeling like it. Chris, where can they find you? Uh, probably at a bar in about ten minutes. Uh, but, <laughs> but if you want to see my drunken ramblings, right after that, I'm at Yolo underscore Pinato uh, on, on the Twitter dot coms. For some reason, I'm not currently following you, so I'm going to follow you now. Oh uh, no, it, it's probably for your in, in your best interest not to. But if you want to sort of subject yourself to to all that's going on, then yes, by all means, please I do so. I absolutely want to subject myself to at least your little brother for the next. Yes, <laughs> yes, at least yeah. If you're going to follow, now's a week to follow because I'm curious <laughs> as to what <laughs> what he's going to put on while I'm like deep in spreadsheets at work, and so this will be great. Can't wait! Can't wait! <laughs> And you can find our official Twitter at Depart Hockey, and you can also email us if you have a longer question or comment at DeepartHockey at gmail.com. Oh, uh, Carolyn, if you want to cry, you should go check out Antoine Roussel's Twitter right now. No, no, gotta finish the podcast before I start crying. Okay. Uh, oh, right, yes, you can find our blog at DeepartHockey.wordpress.com. I forgot what my part was because I was reading that bad tweet. Bye! <laughs> Bye! <laughs>